Hello and welcome to the This Is The Music Meets podcast. We've got something a little bit different for you today as we are doing an album playback special with solo star Jay Tennant as we discuss his third album, Forever Roses, in depth. Jay, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the This Is The Music Meets podcast. How are you doing? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Um, massive thanks for having me back on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, as we were just saying, enjoying the sunshine. Um, haven't haven't quite melted yet, but I think I'm on the uh, on the verge of it. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, all good. Great stuff. Glad to hear it. Great. So, obviously, we just mentioned there in the intro, your third album, uh, Forever Roses, is finally here. Um, so, how pleased are you um, that it is finally here? Um, yeah. It's- been amazing really like to, just to get it finally released um it was obviously quite a big build up with uh with a, quite a few singles because um i had to kind of do it that way in the end with them um, because like i wanted to release it on vinyl i'd like promised people i'd do it on vinyl and then um obviously there, were, there was this big like um backlog with vinyl like everyone was putting all their orders in and then we ended up with like this six month delay so um obviously that sort of like knocked the um release date back quite a bit for me uh for forever roses but um no it's, it's been amazing to get it out finally and um response has been fantastic so far so uh just wait for that vinyl to drop now and then um, people can get that in their hands and um get get playing that yeah yeah and, and i guess as well sort of like have another um uh what's the one I'm trying to think you know like a impetus type of thing on on you know drumming up sort of, you know, excitement and, and obviously interest in the album. And he, obviously, it's frustrating as it is that it's obviously that the vinyl's coming later than, than originally planned. Yeah. But I guess just sort of keeps your your sort of name, you know, in, in people's minds, you know? Yeah, that's right. Like, in a way, it works quite well because um, I did the digital release um, a few weeks back uh, and then, like, when the vinyl drops, it it's kind of pops up again. So it's almost like you don't sort of get just one release day. You, you kind of get like two or three or whatever. And, you know, I had um, like another listening party last yeah. week as well. So like these things all, all help to kind of like with the promotion of it, you know, just to remind people it's out there. Because quite often with these releases, like, you know, you put a lot of effort into it and then you've got one day to like push it and, and like, and then it's kind of like onto the next thing a, a bit, you know, is, is how yeah. it feels like. But um, obviously you, you want to kind of keep it in people's minds, like you say. So, yeah, it's working quite well, I think. Yeah. Great stuff. So we're going to play um, the opening track um, from the album, uh, which is called Journey Into the Night in a moment. Um, but was it always important for you to sort of like make a big statement on the opening track, like what, like how I feel that you have done? Yeah, it was definitely uh, that. That was the idea. So if that's how it comes across, then I'm I'm really happy about that. And um, yeah, I think once I had that tune written and in the bag, uh, like recorded, I felt like that's the album opener. You know, like it, it kind of sets my stall out. I think uh, big riffs, big chorus, big passionate vocals, passionate lyrics. You know, everything that I try and do really. Um, I felt like it it did all of that, ticked all the boxes. So. Um, yeah, uh, and like I, I think with the whole sort of journey into the night, it's a, it's a good kind of title to sort of kick off the album with, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah, that was always a plan, yeah. 
Absolutely. And here we go. This is Journey Into the Night.
So the next track um, is obviously called Star Chasing. Um, there's like a, a hint for me um, of like you two uh, in in sort of in some aspects of like the sound, maybe like earlier you um, two. Um, have they always been like a like a, a big influence on on like how you try and write your songs, or did that just sort of you know is it kind of like purely coincidental? So I think like I always come back to this. Like um, I think the music you grow up with it kind of almost like bleeds into you, you know, it becomes part of your life, yeah, um, yeah. the fabric of your life, if you like, and um, and it's sort of always there. So, uh, I do, yeah, I definitely grew up listening to them. So I think, like, in terms of trying to go for a bit of an anthemic quality, if you like, uh, that that's there. And, um, yeah, like, I guess, you know, they've written classic songs, you know, big classic anthems, if you like, so... 80s and, and early 90s so um I think that's always kind of been there so I, I don't know it's not always a conscious thing but it, it like subconsciously almost it's probably something that that pops up a bit yeah 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 sure I, I, I mean I think it's a it, it sort of follow it obviously like maybe we'll, we'll talk about the sort of the track order like how, how you come about that later on but I think you know to sort of straight away like be like bang here we go this is me this is my first two songs on the album I think um, really captivates everybody and I think you've definitely achieved that here. Oh thank you yeah again like th that definitely was the plan I think like you know start big and a uh, bit of impact like definitely you know the first few tunes really um, so yeah that that was always my thinking really like to have star chasing second track in. It's a little bit moodier than uh, Journey into the Night, um, a bit faster, I think. But um, it, like again, it has those sort of similar qualities. Um, so yeah, that that was the plan. Yes, to sort of start big, if you like. Yeah.
next song um, on the album, you really bring the the, uh, the tempo down. It's obviously called uh, Star City uh, Serenade. Um, so was it always kind of like in the back of your mind to be able to sort of, you know, keep the listener guessing as, as to what is coming next? Not obviously we've sort of mentioned now we've got, you know, sort of quite quick uh, up-tempo songs for the first couple of tracks and then there we go, we've got something that's a little bit slower. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I do always, like I spend a lot of time thinking about the, the track list in order and um, I do want to keep the listener engaged, you know, like and on, on the journey with me, if you like. So, um, yeah, I, de I definitely, again, sort of thought about that and a um, bit of a change in tempo, like you say, and a change in feel of, of the tune. It's a bit of a lighter number. Um so yeah, that, that was also in, in my thoughts. And um, you know, it's there's there's only really a couple of ballad sort of tracks on there. And and I think when you're thinking about an album, like track three is a bit of a, a traditional snot slot to kind of have a bit of a a ballad in there, you know. So um yeah, that was also part of it as well. Did did you ever kind of like obviously you've said there about the traditional um you know, like position for for, for that, that type of song. But did you ever think about, um, do you know what, I'm I'm just going to go and do my own thing um, and just sort of, you know, effectively like rip the rip the rule book up, so to speak? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And um, that might be, I'll probably do that a bit more on album four, I think. Um, it's a little bit more like, yeah. So I think with Forever Roses, I was trying to make a classic record that, you know, for me would kind of stand the test of time if you like um, <laughs> yeah so that was what I was going for but um yeah I know what you mean like you don't have to kind of follow suit with what's what's gone before so I think you'll probably see that a bit more on album four um where I just kind of flex a bit more what I want to do so yeah yeah it's a good shout <laughs> great stuff <laughs>
So um, we're going to bring um, the next the next song that we're going to play obviously off the album is uh, is obviously Poker Polka, and also we've just been sort of talking about sort of different um, uh, styles and, and and sort of tempos and stuff, and I think this is really evident um, obviously on this this track because obviously you've got the sort of Nile Rodgers sort of funk inspired um, guitars, which obviously which you know blew me away I think I remember telling you at the time you know when we were chatting and that what how you know just to say just blew me away um and obviously the reaction to the song has obviously gone gone down a storm I think it's probably fair to say but obviously one of the things obviously with a title I guess it's it's fairly obvious in in some respects obviously there's plenty of references to to cards and and aces uh, and, and obviously poker as well um is this kind of like based on sort of like a like a personal experience that you've had of yours, or maybe something that you've observed, or or anything at all? Um, it's not actually no. It's it's just like a, it's an imagined story, if you like. Um, quite a lot of my songs are really um, like I read a bit and I watch films and stuff, and I kind of absorb sort of influences from that. And I'm quite a visual person, so. Yeah like and hopefully that comes across in the lyrics and stuff Um, I try and sort of create a bit of a, a world or a story or a scenario or something you know and, uh, and that's what Poker Polk is about really so um, yeah like you say it is set in, in the casino and nightclub and you know it's a bit of a, a double meaning on the on the title there <laughs> and um, yeah I just I just wanted to kind of play with that a bit and um, obviously there's a bit of a nod to the Rolling Stones there with um like some of their tunes from like Exile in Main Street. Yeah, in particular. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's It's a Rolling Stones style um, title, like Twilight Tango as well. So it's, it, it is a nod to them, but also doing my own thing a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to just kind of, you know, it, it's an imagined story, if you like, but, um, you know, I think it's an interesting scenario and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it works. And, and like sound-wise... Again, it was kind of like track three, oh, we're doing something different. And then, oh, what's this? Track four, you know, like I wanted to kind of, like you said before, keep the listener guessing a bit with like, well, you know, oh, he's doing a few different things on this album kind of thing. It's not all just one sound, you know? So, yeah, that was the plan, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you've said there that it's, um, you know, sort of like an imagined um, story. But I think one of the things that, that I find found quite, is um sort of interesting about the song that it was for me anyway it was instantly like relatable like you know you can imagine that like the scene effectively going on oh cool you know yeah so, yeah yeah I feel, you know so yeah i think you've done a great job of it oh thank you mate i appreciate that Hey you 
swaggering sort of start of you know with the first couple of albums we've now got a bit of funk and then you then go back um to sort of like the swaggering sort of uh, typical uh indie guitar sound in uh, in the black angel um which obviously is a really really upbeat tune do you find it easier to sort of like write that style of song like in, in black angel compared to say poker poker um, I don't know really. Like, I remember writing both of them, and um, like, they sort of came together quite sort of, you know, not like easily as such, but yeah, like it wasn't too difficult if you like. And um, I, I think it's sort of like different sides of the same coin if you like. Um, so that they are like quite contrasting tunes, I think. But um, but it's still me and and you know, the stories and that, it, it's still me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I hadn't really done anything like Poker Poker before. So I think that was a bit more of like, this is a bit different for me. Like um, like you say, the Black Angel, like, I've done a few tunes that are of a similar sort of sound, if you like. So yeah, um, there's something in that, I suppose, but um and, and like trying to break a bit of new ground with the, with poker poker, but yeah, I felt like the Black Angel was was probably one of the strongest tunes I've ever written, and um, so I, that was why I kind of held that one back um, and put it out as the last single on the album, like before the album launch, because it was kind of like the key track, if you like, to yeah, put out sure. there for me. Like so, yeah, great. And 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 just sort of. Um just sort of moving away a little bit from, from Forever Roses. Um, how do you sort of like view the current UK, um, you know, sort of like guitar scene, sort of like the, the new music 
uh, sort of like scene, obviously, that, that yourself are, are very heavily involved in. Um, because that for me, there, there does seem to be like a real buzz about, you know, guitar music um, in, in general at the moment. Yeah, I, I'd echo that, I think. Um, I think you can see that, like, certainly through Twitter and that kind of... It, it's still a, a largely sort of underground movement, if you like. Um, I don't think that the public at large is really aware, like, that there's there's a lot of great guitar music, like, still being made. I, I think you kind of generally, like, the public sort of, you know, through the media and whatnot, you always kind of hear our oh, guitar music's dead and all this. And, it's, you know, it's been said so many times, but it's, you know, it's such a cliche. But um, I think, like, time and again, you know, it keeps coming back and, and there's a lot of strong um, new talent coming through, a lot of bands, solo artists, like, all pushing forward. So um, I think it's a really, really good time, like, exciting time. And... And you are starting to see a bit of that kind of pushing through a bit, you know, like you had Skylights playing this massive gig in yeah. in Leeds the other night and, you know, bands like that starting to kind of get out there. The Heavy North as well, I think they just got published in Classic Rock or something. So yes, um, it's yeah, starting it's to make a little bit of headway there on the scene, which is amazing to see. So, uh, yeah, long may it continue, yeah. And is and is there anyone else? Obviously, you've mentioned uh, Skylights and the Heavy North. Are there any other bands that are or solo artists that are sort of catching your eye that you're sort of like, yeah, I'm, you know, really, really, yeah, really definitely. Near like, what they're doing? Um, I've mentioned them before, but Arcade, Arcade State, like, yeah, you know, if they don't make it, there's something massively wrong because the, the talent is immense, you know. So definitely, those guys. Um, can't wait to see what they, you know, keep doing next. Um, the Shed Project as well, like just uh, released, you know, one of the albums of the year, like for me on the indie scene. And um, they, they just keep getting bigger and better with the gigs and stuff. So definitely them as well. Um, and like, yeah, there's, there's loads of exciting sort of talent around. Shout out to some of the, some of the ladies as well. Um, so like Ines, Lissy Taylor, uh, Laura Jane, Jen Dixon, like they're all pushing you know working hard and and you know reaping the benefits i think at the moment starting to sort of emerge and stuff so um and then like yeah the bands like the drift from birmingham um yeah. love what they do so yeah there's, there's there's quite a lot going on that's that's exciting i think yeah definitely yeah couldn't couldn't agree with you more and, and with all them names that you that you've mentioned i'm massive fans um of them as well so i think um as you say, it's a very, very exciting time. And let's hope that, um, you know, that there is that crossover, you know, that they these artists do get a little bit more um, exposure um, in, in the future.
The, the, ne- the next track on the album is obviously called Sparks. Um, I sort of love uh, the drumming on, on it. It's, sort of, it's simple, but really effective as well. Obviously a big, big pounding drum and, and obviously the, the guitar riff and, uh, as, as well on it is, 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 is brilliant. Um, and obviously all them sort of, you know, the drumming there and, and, and the guitar riff mixed together, obviously it, it real gives it a real sort of, you know, um, uplifting uh, sort of like, banger effectively in, in the anthem i mean was that was that always you know how how do you go about writing songs is it do you know instantly when you've written it that that's going to be something that's going to be you know that's going to be big um yeah i think i think like you tend to kind of get a good idea with that um and like at the time so i just released spectre which like we'll, we'll come on to but like in the sequence of the singles, like I just released uh, Spectre in the April and like that had gone down really well with people. Like, you know, a lot of people sort of got into that track. And um, so the idea with Sparks was like, we were, we were going into the summer. So it was definitely, like you said, you know, it's quite upbeat sounding. And uh, that was the idea, like, and have this big stomping riff. Cause like, I wanted to follow on from Spectre with something that I felt was 
was sort of almost you know equally as strong so i wanted a big riff and like you say it's got those those pounding drums on there which like fair play to my producer really like he's he's kind of key on like the drums and stuff like that so um yeah i think it works well and and it was definitely intended as a bit of a big bright sort of summer anthem if you like so um and the, like there was a video that sort of um mirrors that with a lot of kind of summary sort of image imagery so uh yeah that was the plan and and i think yeah like I, I tend to have a good idea if i feel like a song's gonna you know turn out good or whatever and, and that was one that i felt good about definitely yeah yeah sure and uh here it is this is sparks from jay tennant's third album forever roses <laughs>
So what um what what can you tell us um about the recording process for the album? You know, where where did you record it? I mean, obviously you you've mentioned um you know obviously that that you're obviously releasing the singles at you know throughout drip feeding sort of you know throughout the year type thing. Was it was it all done sort of pretty much in you know like one like a couple of sessions type thing or was it a little bit more you know sort of prolonged I guess is but maybe the album as a whole no um yeah it, it was uh, it was quite a long period of time actually like um I, I kind of I try and get in the studio once a month if I can like that's a kind of work ethic if you like that I try and do to to kind of keep it rolling for myself yeah. as much as anything yeah. like creatively um so so yeah it, it was recorded over um a while you know like yeah probably a year or more or so um so yeah like um i recorded it in deadline studios in leicester and um, so adam who sort of runs the studio there he's he's my producer and um like he's a bit of a genius really so um which you know hopefully you can hear on the tracks like with the production and everything and um, i think he's he's just got a great ear for for what works in terms of backing and stuff and um, like some of his like lead solos are just like amazing. So yeah, um, I just kind of kept going back there really because um, he just always delivers. So yeah, and also as well in in terms of um, with, with the songs, are you already going to the studio with the song effectively complete? You know, you've got got the idea in your head, or are you going to the studio? I need to write a song basically and, and that's what I'm going to do for the time that, that, I'm, that I'm in there no so uh, yeah I always turn up with a finished song basically yeah so um you know the the melodies the lyrics and um, I, I will always like write some guitar riffs um ahead of the session um, and and often you know have a drum beat in mind as well so the whole structure is is like there, sort of ready yeah. to kick off with, basically. Yeah, because um, I think when you get in the studio, like it, you know, if you're a signed band and you've got a bit more luxury of time and and what if you you know say you book the studio for a week or something, I think you could have a bit more time to experiment, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, like you know, I've booked a, a four hour session essentially, and and you know we, we're trying to get a tune down in that time, so um, it's important that it's all all ready to go, really. So that's how I do it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, great stuff. So just sort of moving uh, on then to the, um, well, effectively to, to like the, the slowest song, I guess is probably the right way of saying it on the album. Um, it's obviously called Stone Cold. Um, and it's got a, a fact you just mentioned your producer, Adam, there. He's done a great, great job with the uh, the lead the lead guitar riff on that. Um, it sort of reminds me um, of like Love and Loss. Is, is, is that kind of lot like... Sorry, uh, yeah, love and loss. So, is is that a fair sort of summary and an assumption of of the song? You're going for, for effectively both sort of feelings, emotions in in in, in the one song. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that that was like the plan, really. Yeah. So, uh, it is quite an emotional song, and um, it was very much my sort of attempt to try and write a classic. Really, um, the. There wasn't really, apart from Star City Serenade, there wasn't really any uh, sort of slower songs. And, and I felt like, you know, I need some sort of a ballad. And, and it was a challenge to myself to try and write something that I felt, you know, sounds like a bit of a classic. So yeah. hopefully people agree with that. But um, but yeah, it definitely is um, 
a, a song of sort of love and loss, but there's some hope at the end there as well. So I, I think it's about, you know, kind of like rejection and whatnot. And um, and then like reaching out for, for someone better that, you know, you believe in and, and, and all that kind of stuff, really. So, yeah, that, that was what I was going for. Yeah, definitely. So it was kind of like a, a bit of a, a subconscious effort then on, on your part to, to try and write a song like that. It wasn't like something that just, I've heard people before say, like just fell out of the sky type thing, or is that, is that, is that not what really Yeah, so um, like a bit, that one was a little bit like more spontaneous really yeah. out of all, this, all the songs on the album. It was, it was really a case of, like I don't really do this enough probably, um, I'm, I'm usually quite sort of thinking about ideas ahead and stuff but with this one I, I just took my guitar and sat down um, and like started playing a few chords round and then um, in 20 minutes like that that's the finished song essentially like oh, very obviously like, I, went, I went away and wrote the lyrics like after like you know properly but um, yeah. but the whole the melody and the structure and everything was uh, was all all done in like 20 minutes so uh, yeah so it was a, a definitely like you say a bit more of a subconscious spontaneous sort of song really in terms of how i wrote it yeah okay and here it is this is stone cold from forever roses Nobody ever knows the ties that bind you in Nobody else can walk that line There's nobody there for you to light the path tonight Nothing to feel when things go black And I wait
like a theme uh like to, to the album at all because like a you know like a message that maybe you're trying to get across um to the listener through your lyrics at all yeah i think so so um it, in a way it's a you know there is a theme and it's a bit of a concept record if you like it's a very kind of it's almost like my version of the cult's love album if you like because it you know there's a very sort of love theme throughout there um and uh, yeah, all the songs do tie together as a kind of story. Um, so yeah, I think it's just about um, it, it, the whole album was really trying to do this big romantic gesture, really, like and and trying to you know believing in someone and and kind of kind of going you know like I've done all this for you. Essentially, that was the, yeah. the kind of like whole plan behind it, really. Yeah. So sure, and 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 sort of comparing you know, like your, your, your two previous albums, is this something that you've quite enjoyed trying to write a bit more of a concept album? Or do you think, obviously you've mentioned, um, you know, like album four and, and, and possibly album five as well, maybe and not too far, uh, you know, off in, in, in the future. Would, would you consider maybe doing it again, you know, like a concept style album or, or would you look to mix it up on, on, on future releases? I think... Um... It, it probably it is something that sort of makes sense to me really where like songs fit together so definitely on my first album and um, that was the case escape roots is a little bit more eclectic but all the songs are kind of there's a theme of escape in, in there mm -hmm. so i think it definitely is something that i try and and do because i think like i think i struggle with like just sitting down and, and trying to write 10 or 12 songs and just going oh that's an album like i, I feel like for me, it's got to kind of hang together as a like a, 
a, a cohesive sort of story yeah, or something. Yeah, sure. Or yeah. There's got to be a link there to make sense of it. Um, for me, that's just how I write, really. So, um, so yeah, album four is nearly done, and it's almost like it's a follow-on, really, from Forever Roses. It, it's it's definitely around the same sort of theme. It's it's a little bit sort of darker and a bit more cinematic, if you like. But um, it's it's a follow-on album, and then yeah, album five might be a bit different. I, I'm on like the early stages of kind of writing for that. Um, I've got a couple of tunes in the bag, but we'll we'll kind of see how that shapes up. But um, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely something there about for me, like about making an album work as a whole piece of work. I think yeah, that's what that's what I, I tend to try and do, and probably will keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I think you've um, you've, you've you've definitely pulled it off um, with you know with everything that's going on, and, and I think it's it's fair to say as well that you know each song does flow into the next one as well, which I think is you know which is what you've you've pretty much said there. To be fair. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, that's definitely, definitely was the plan. Like, I think it wasn't, it's not like a chronological story, if you like, it's not, it's like chapters from a book or a film in a way, like, um, but they're not in the, like, in the right order, if you like. Yeah. like so that's just how I, how I sort of chose to do it. But yeah, I did want the songs to sort of flow into each other well. And uh, so if they do, then that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. And obviously the, the next song, um, we obviously mentioned it earlier, um, obviously Spectra. Um, it's obviously it's a fantastic tune and, um, and and obviously it's been said um, by a lot of people. Um, it should be uh, the theme tune to the next James Bond movie. Um, so w- when you hear um, sort of people saying things like that about your music, what's what's like your like reaction to that? Oh, that's amazing. You know, like um, you that's the kind of stuff you sort of dream about is for people to say that, you know, so I, I, I don't take that lightly. It means a lot. Um, I mean, like there was, it was a bit of a cheeky nod to Bond with the title, like <laughs> obviously, um, but I didn't expect for that, for people to kind of say that, you know, so um, no, like that's, that's humbling and, uh, you know, massively appreciate anyone saying that. So uh, does, does genuinely mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 obviously it's a fantastic tune, and I think um, uh, you know when you look at the um, uh, well, what's the, uh, the streaming uh, figures on on for the album, this is the one that that's obviously um, has, has clearly has been the most successful. I guess is the right way of saying it because obviously people are are listening listening it to it uh, quite a lot. So, would, are you has, has it done as well as what you thought it was going to do, or or or, or not? Um, so I think, like, in terms of being the most popular of my tracks, I think, like, that took me by surprise. Like, when I wrote it, it was it was just another another tune, if you like, um, in the bunch of tunes that I was writing. Yeah, so yeah. that took me by surprise. I mean, uh, but, but, like, I'm grateful for it. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, you, you never really know how a song's going to go down with, with an audience, you know. And, like, some of the other tunes that I thought would be more popular than they have been you know you just you never know so like uh journey into the night the black angel i felt like they were going to be big songs and like but like you say the the streams are are much bigger on spectre so you just gotta just gotta go with that and um if anyone's listening to your songs it's uh you know it it means a lot so i'm happy with that 
Yeah, oh, great stuff, and and uh, we're obviously we're gonna we're gonna play that for for you now. This is Spectra from Forever Roses. So obviously, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, the album is obviously going to be um, coming out very very soon um, on vinyl, um, and I think that you can still uh, pre-order. Cop- I think I'm right in saying copies over on your Bandcamp page. Um, yeah, that's right. So. Was it was it always uh, like an ambition of yours to to have a have an album um, on vinyl, um, or did or did it just you know just feel right to, to do it now? Um, I think like I hadn't really thought about it previously in it that much, but um, I did kind of see that vinyl was um, you know popular again, if you like, and yeah. um, and that people are. Are interested in, in vinyl and that's amazing because you know uh, I kind of I think like a lot of us um sort of respect the album as like a a, a kind of piece of art if you like mm. and you've got the artwork and all that you know it's it's not all about just listening online for for a lot of us still Definitely. and um I think that's important um and yeah so I think I just like asked the question one day on Twitter like maybe a year ago or something and it just kind of Put the feelers out there like if i if i were to sort of try and put this next record out on vinyl like would there be any interest in them i think i did get sort of like 80 or 100 positive responses so you think okay this might might be a go with them so that was really kind of what what swung it if you like and and then i i also wanted to do it as a you know as something to remember and hold on to you know as a a, a kind of proper I don't know, just like a, an album that you're going to hold on to, you know, like yeah. with a nice visual, nice um, vinyl and whatnot. So, yeah, that was that was all in my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you're saying um, just mentioning there like visually, uh, I think that's one of the things that, that I've always noticed with, with with all of the, you know, the singles and previous releases as well. But, you know, not just this sort of uh, sort of period in, in, in what you're doing musically, but visually when you look at the cover artwork you you clearly put a lot of time and effort into you know in, into sort of trying to create um you know something that that is quite uh what's the word like striking if you know do you know what I mean if, if, if that makes sense um as well so are you, you I'm guessing that you're, you're quite big on on your art I've seen recently you've been doing a, a fair bit of photography as well is, is that a, is that another passion of yours no, so um, I, I like I don't actually like do any sort of photography myself, but like and all the all the images I use are, are kind of like one you know they're like free, um, oh. free to use if you like. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just spend a bit of time finding something that I think works visually. Like it's, it's got to work with the song visually for me. Yeah. So, like say so, yeah, I do I do spend some time sort of doing that and like designing the, the covers and whatnot so because I want them to to kind of be a bit eye-catching and and sort of like stand out a bit if you like so yeah yeah it's, it's definitely all part of it yeah great stuff so we're gonna we're just gonna briefly move away uh from from the music and we're gonna throw some quick fire questions at you and, and just find out a little bit more uh about about Jay about Jay Tennant so what is your favorite film Oh, that's it. It's a tough one. Um, like, there's so many classics, aren't there? Um, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just go with Drive for now. I think um, 
it's uh, it's one of those films that you, you kind of watch and it's like wow like you know when it finishes you're like wow that was a great film wasn't it so uh stays with you so i'll go for drive yeah great choice and uh, are you going to be having are you a chinese or are you an indian uh food lover i am both actually like they're, they're both amazing um I'll probably choose Chinese. I think overall that would be the one that I favour the most often, yeah. And who is uh, sort of Jay's uh, or hero, I guess, music, musical or, or otherwise? Um, God, tough one, but like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of legends, aren't there? But um, I'll say Johnny Marr because, uh, you know, he's still doing it, still smashing it. What, what a, an all-time legend, you know? So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I saw, um, obviously I, I didn't go, but I saw that he was at the um, British Summertime uh, Festival at Hyde Park and I saw him there a few years ago, front of Sporting Who, um, fantastic, great, obviously curate of so many great songs and, and obviously, as you say, absolute, absolute legend. And who is kind of like a villain for you at the moment? I, I, can, think, I can think of a few that are, that are probably shared uh, nationwide at the moment, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I don't know. How do I answer that without being political? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, be, be one of those guys, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you uh, any more there, to be perfectly honest.
Okay, so so back to the music now. After um, hearing uh, some of Jay's uh, favorite films and 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 favorite foods and stuff, so obviously Exile Central um, sort of sounds a little bit as if maybe there is a, a glimpse into the future, maybe of what might be coming up on, as we've mentioned previously, um, album four and um, an album five. Is that always a thing for you that you're looking to strive for to, to sort of keep, you know, keep trying to move your sound forward and not just going with, you know, like the same sort of, you know, classic sort of like indie anthem type type song? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, I think there was it, it was very much about trying to do something that sounds a bit different. Um, Exile Central, yeah, like. It, it doesn't really sound like anything else on the album and, and that was the idea you know and um and yeah like you say that that ties in with trying to keep moving forwards trying new things new sounds so i think yeah like so album four um i've released a couple of tracks off there already but i think they're different to anything on forever roses and i think that you know you'll find that continues, you know, I'm trying some different stuff out um, because you've got to keep moving forward, I think. So, yeah, I I definitely was sort of going for some classic sounds on some of the tunes on Forever Roses, but um, I think you'll find like the next album and the one after that is is more sort of moving forward and, and trying some new stuff out. Yeah, so you're right there. And here it is. This is Exile Central.
Now, I know it's not actually on this album, um, but I didn't, I sort of felt I had to ask you and, and I couldn't, end, you know, not have it asked on, on as part of this interview today. Um, but obviously, Trust uh, was obviously your sort of last single release, I guess, effectively, you would call it. And obviously, um, it got a spin on the legendary uh, John Kennedy's uh, Radio X uh, show. So, I mean, what was, what was that like when you found out that, that you know, such a, a legend of, of, of promoting new music was like, right, I like that song, I'm, I'm going to give it a play? Oh, it was amazing. Um, like, I, I've been trying for a couple of years, really, to get on his show. So to finally get on there was was amazing, yeah. And, um, yeah, he replied back to me, like, pretty quickly, saying, oh, I love the track, I'll, I'll play it this weekend. But I, w- I was kind of, like, didn't quite believe it, really. So, um, <laughs> like, I, d- I only found out, like, on the Saturday that he played it on the Friday night because um, he didn't sort of say exactly when he was going to play it and and like I just couldn't really believe it was going to happen so um but yeah it was just amazing really like things like that don't happen that often and um I think you know when you you put the work in and whatnot for things like that to happen um means a lot genuinely so and like you say what a legend um he's, he's you know given so many new artists and bands like um some sort of exposure on his on his show so um and, and you know that's uh, it means a lot like absolutely yeah yeah definitely and um and and, and personally obviously as, as, as a uh, as, as a fan of of yours not uh, about about time too in, in in my opinion that you know you should be getting on that show and obviously as we've mentioned you know before there is obviously such a great uh you know great um you know a lot of a great selection of, of either bands or, or solo artists at the moment and hopefully you know you're all going to keep you know pushing forward and and you know knocking down the door um so to speak and that becomes more of a of a regular occurrence you know yeah let's hope so um so yeah like you say i mean trist it, it got played on on his show it also got on excess manchester which was first time for me as well yeah so it, it in a way, it's my most successful single, really. Like in, for getting those those couple of uh, radio plays. So, um, and yeah, like it, you know, you, you just don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen. So, um, it's amazing. And and like you say, let's hope that that sort of continues. Like and and other other bands and artists kind of start getting onto that those shows uh, a bit more often. Yeah, like you say, definitely. Yeah, great stuff. And but we're just gonna um sort of divert a little bit away um from Forever Roses. Um, because I can't not mention uh the extra roses uh CD uh that, that obviously you released as sort of like a sort of to complement uh the album, I guess, effectively. Um again, as as you'd expect, it, it's obviously full of full of great tunes. Um w- was there ever a point where you maybe thought about including the songs on Extra Roses, on Forever Roses, or was it not not ever really a consideration? Um, so I wanted Forever Roses to be ten songs basically, and and kind of leave you wanting more, maybe. Um, and um, yeah, I, I felt like all the songs like fit together well, and and it seemed like a complete piece, if you like. So. Yeah. But I had recorded some of the, some of those other tunes like in the same album sessions, so um, 
and then I kind of thought, oh, I'm not sure that one sort of quite fits on the album or, or whatnot. So yeah. I, like, I definitely held held them back, and um, and then thought like they were they were recording in the album sessions, and it, and like they're on the same theme, and, and it's so I, I wanted to do this kind of companion piece CD, if you like, and um, yeah, it was just something that I thought of as well with the vinyl delay was was what what can I do in the meantime, and. Um, it seemed like a good idea. So I put that and um, I think the CD was out around March or April yeah. or something. So, um, so yeah, people have, have had that. Um, and, and it's uh, like a, a companion piece with the album. So um, yeah. And, and you can still order it. There's still a few copies left, but they're, they're nearly all gone now. So um, get on that Bandcamp page quick if you do want one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And we'll, um, we'll include uh, the, the link uh, to, not just to the Bandcamp site, but also Jay's other social media as well. In our um, in our episode, uh, in the episode bio. But 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 before we go any further, uh, obviously we've, we've we've just mentioned there about um, uh, John Kennedy with trust, but um, also as well off of Forever Roses, um, Robert Carlyle. Uh, we've we've uh, obviously we've we've endorsed uh, Salvation. I mean, obviously one of the the great British actors. Um, and there he is on a is it Bobby's Bobby's Saturday Bangers or whatever whatever I think it is yeah it's yeah um, you know I mean, wow I mean how, how did that feel what a legend yeah uh, oh it's amazing and and like again totally out of the blue so um, you, yeah you just never know really and um, he he shared Star City Serenade and also Spectre at the time um, yeah. but that you know that, that's sort of a year ago or whatever now so. Um, yeah, for him to, to pick Salvation as well, like I just totally didn't see that coming at all. But yeah, what a legend! Um, and again, it, you know what he's doing to kind of raise the profile of of like new um, new music is uh, is amazing. So uh, yeah, well, hats off to him. You know what? What, what, what an absolute legend! Yeah. <laughs> and um, looking back. Um... Sorry, I've jumped a question there. Sorry. Um, so, what what are your plans for the remainder of of, of twenty twenty two? Obviously, we've got um, the vinyl release. Obviously, that's going to be keeping you very very busy to be doing that. Um, are you looking at like maybe getting lots of gigs, maybe potentially together to promote the album, or is it going to be um, effectively more like writing, recording for you know for for album four and, and with a view for album five as well. It's yeah, it's probably going to be more more of that I think um, writing and recording. So um, I'm sort of quite feeling quite productive at the minute with some of the like new songs that are coming through. So uh, just just going to kind of keep cracking on with that I think. Um, so that's probably going to be my main focus for for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and and, and looking this much probably quite a. a um... A difficult question probably to answer to be fair and maybe a little bit unfair um but i'll, I'll let you decide um, right. looking looking across uh forever roses as, as a collection of 10 songs is there one song in particular that's kind of like that you'd be able to pick out as your personal favorite um yeah that's a tough question um i think i probably like would lean towards the black angel as as maybe the kind of standout for me, um, but also Star City of Serenade, I think, which has also been a popular one. Um, just in terms of like the lyrics and the, you know, 
the structure and sound and and kind of yeah i think i think i'll probably choose one of those two really and um, in terms of like i think they both like surpassed what i expected the recording to sound like um so uh, yeah proud of those yeah fantastic great great choices there and obviously the album ends uh, with twilight twilight tango which you mentioned earlier is a little bit of a nod uh, to the rolling stones with the with the title of the song Obviously, it's full of, of, of fantastic uh, guitar riffs and obviously it's a really, really catchy melody as well. Um, and it obviously really ends the album on a real high point. And obviously, as we mentioned at the very beginning, we've, we've journeyed into the night starting off and, you know, kicking the door down, so to speak. Was it always important to finish on a similar, it's not, it's not the same style, but a similar type of song in terms of that it's a real anthem and and to quote what you said as well, to sort of like leave you wanting more as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, like obviously you can finish an album in different ways. Um, you can go with something more melodic or um, I don't know, atmospheric or something. Mm. But uh, I really wanted to end on a high and and like you say, leave people wanting more. And um, yeah, just go go out on a high really on a, on a big stomping number. Um, so that you know that's the last thing that you hear on the album so yeah that that was important to me yeah definitely so um just before we play uh twilight tango i just want to say a huge thank you jay um for coming on uh to the this is the music podcast today um but for more more importantly um for me and, and on behalf of uh well, i'm getting a quite big edit here uh, on behalf of uh, the the twitter music uh, listening committee community even um thank you very much for releasing forever roses which for me uh is one of the albums of the year um i wish you jay continued success uh with forever roses um it's a great album which is all thriller and no filler um, and obviously, as we've mentioned, that that vinyl um, is going to be out very soon, and we will include the uh, the episode uh, Bandcamp uh, details in the episode bio as well. So obviously, don't delay. Get get over and, and get it because it, it it is a fantastic album. Um, as we say, Forever Roses is available to stream on all of the usual platforms, as well as being available to order on vinyl. Um, you can head to Jay's socials for more information uh, about that and obviously his future plans which sounds very exciting with with um with another you know album um that's going to be recorded at you know across the rest of the year i'm guessing that probably looking maybe into 2023 before before we get to hear it in full i'm guessing yeah i think so um there'll be a, a few more singles before then so uh, look out for those and then yeah i think probably early 20 23 for for the album four launch i think yeah um but yeah i just want to say massive thank you for kind words that you said there and, and all your support um on like about the album but also generally um that honestly means a lot and i massively appreciate appreciate it and um huge thanks for having me on your show um again like it's, it's always a great show always a great listen and um yeah really appreciate you having me on again so thank you well, thank you as well, Jay, uh, for your kind words as well. It means a, means a lot and to know that there are people out there that, that, that do listen in. And um, as I say, thanks to everyone else um, who's listened in uh, to this very special This Is The Music Meets podcast. Um, now that it's finished, 
obviously hopefully you've been listening to these songs in between properly uh, but if not go and give <laughs> go and give the album a stream now um, and we will see uh, you back here very very soon for another this is the music meets podcast jay thanks very much once again legend thank you